VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And we do thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here on VCY America. Before we just get into our topic today, we'd like to encourage you to be mindful and prayerful for the many that are being impacted through the uh, winter weather, the uh, winter weather storms that have been making their way through the Midwest and to the east, uh, Buffalo, New York. Uh, In particular, so many lives have been lost, and uh, certainly uh, keep one another in prayer. Check on your neighbors in various situations as well. And uh, I know that uh, that will be greatly appreciated. Well, friends, nearly 40 years ago, after my wife and I were married, uh, when it came to our finances, we set a budget. I mean, we took our wages, set aside a portion for the Lord, and then we went to work on our other expenses. I mean, we had so much for our housing, our utilities, our insurance, our vehicle, uh, food, medical needs, etc., And uh, what was left, which was very little at the time, for anything that was deemed frivolous as uh, we were determined to live within our means. And so we, you know, set that principle in mind that that we would do that and and, uh, saw the the danger of uh, spending beyond our means. And we're mindful, certainly, of the Scripture in Proverbs 22.7, that the rich ruleth over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. Many of you know what it means to be a servant to the lender, and we want to do what we can to avoid such situations. Yet as a nation, when it comes to debt, we are seeking sinking very fast, and spending is out of control. I mean, this is a fault of both political parties. You can't finger point at one party or the other. They are both at fault. Both are joining in to advance not only the deficit, but this growing national debt as well. Earlier today, I was on the U.S. debt clock just to consider where we are today. The national debt is just below $31.5 trillion. Now, that's a debt per taxpayer of nearly $249,000, a quarter of a million dollars for every taxpayer across this nation. That's what the debt is. Now, it's interesting to note that Only President Andrew Jackson, the only president to pay off the national debt. But friends, we have been living with debt for a long, long time as a nation, and the the rate of growth is just off the charts. I'd like to go back in time to the year 1980. According to the national debt clock, our national debt in 1980 was $934 billion. That's billion with a B. $934 $934 billion. In 2000, it was $5.6 trillion. By 2008, $11.1 trillion. By 2016, $20.2 trillion. Today, it is nearing $31.5 trillion. And by 2026, just a few years down the road, it's projected to be over $42 trillion. And again, these numbers don't reflect the entire story, because beside this debt, there is the internal borrowing going on from other funds in our nation, you know, like Social Security, uh, Military Retirement Fund, Medicare, other retirement funds. According to the U.S. Department of the Treasury, the largest foreign holder of the national debt here for the United States, is Japan. The second largest holder, Communist China. This is followed by the UK, Luxembourg, uh, Cayman Islands, Switzerland, and the list goes on. And friends, again, I hearken to the verse from Proverbs 22.7, The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. Last week, I don't know if you know know what was going on, but last week, while most of America was preparing for Christmas, the members of the House and the Senate were hard at work to pass this massive omnibus bill. We're supposed to be operating under a budget as a nation, but we can't get a budget passed. So they operate under things like the continuing resolution and, and then the passage of 
matters like an, an omnibus bill where they're pouring so much into it, primarily pork. But we're supposed to be operating under a budget as a nation. But last Thursday, um, we have seen what some are calling a, a betrayal, a betrayal by the GOP of, of the nation. Uh, the matter of fact, the Daily Signal put out an article saying the consequences of Senate Republicans' omnibus surrender, the GOP's uh, omnibus betrayal is complete, they report. Last Thursday, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and 17 other Republicans joined Democrats as the Senate passed a $1.85 trillion monstrosity of a spending bill that does a whole lot more than just waste money. Now, keep in mind, folks, the vote was 68 to 29. The omnibus spending bill effectively sets federal spending for all of fiscal year 2023, which began October 1st, kneecapping the new Congress, not just on budget issues, but oversight of the Biden administration and a whole lot more. Indeed, folks, they could have passed uh, another one of these well-known continuing resolutions to get us by for 60 days, but no. They had to take up the whole next year in which the party control was happening in the House. Why did Republicans cave to that? And as the Daily Signal says, Merry Christmas. Given that Republicans will take the House majority January 3rd, the Senate Republicans who signed on to this bill effectively are saying they would rather that a fully Democrat-controlled Congress negotiate its final shape. The Wall Street Journal's Kimberly Strassel called the omnibus, quote, one of the ugliest, least transparent bits of lawmaking I've ever seen. Now, that's something to say when we consider all that's going on with Capitol. On top of the raw dollars at stake, it will fund all kinds of woke nonsense. Are you aware of this? Thousands of earmarks attached to the omnibus. It's just uh, looking down uh, like a bottomless well of lunacy, they report. The omnibus makes substantial changes to health care laws, government agencies, and even the election process that will affect Americans for years to come. Despite all of this, Mitch McConnell, a Senate minority leader, has insisted that Republicans are getting a good deal here. Republicans who support the bill argue that the omnibus deal is a win because they increased some defense spending and got a cut in non-defense domestic spending. But Ron Johnson, senator from Wisconsin, points out, even that is a shallow victory. I'll air a clip from him in just a bit. But, folks, it's, it's troubling as to see what is in this. Uh, Daily Signal also reported on these woke earmarks in the omnibus spending bill. 4,155-page bill filled with woke policies to advance the left's extreme agenda to remake America using your tax dollars. It is unprecedented for a lame duck Congress to jam through an omnibus spending bill after the American people voted out the majority party in the House of Representatives. It just hasn't happened. However, Senate Republican leadership had worked with outgoing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi one last liberal spending blowout before the conservative majority takes control of the House on January 3rd, just next week. Many of these earmarks would advance the left's extreme agenda and fund its institutions using taxpayer dollars. That's you and that's me. House Appropriations Chairwoman Rosa DeLauro of Connecticut bragged that the omnibus fulfills 98% of Democratic member requests in the House with $5.4 billion for 3,213 Democratic projects. What are some of those? Well, let me... Share some of these that uh, were in the Daily Signal. $1.2 million for the LGBTQIA plus pride centers and another $1.2 million for support services for DACA recipients. 477000 for the Equity Institute in Rhode Island to indoctrinate teachers with anti-racism virtual labs. $1 million for Zora's House in Ohio, a co-working and community space for women and gender expansive people of color. $3 million for the American LGBTQ Plus Museum in New York City. $3.6 million for a Michelle Obama Trail in Georgia. $750,000 for LGBT and gender nonconforming housing in Albany, New York. $856,000 for an LGBT center in New York. $750,000 for the Trans Latin 
and Coalition to Provide Workforce Development Programs and Supportive Services for Transgender and Gender Nonconforming Intersex Immigrant Women in Los Angeles. $2 million for MLK Labor in Washington. That's an affiliate of the AFL-CIO that expelled Seattle police officers from union ranks. $956,000 for the Equity Incubator at the University at Shady Grove in Maryland. $791,200 for Equitable Energy Resilience and EV Infrastructure in Sonoma, California. House Republicans could have banned the corrupt practice of earmarking, but the GOP agreed, agreed to keep the pork money flowing with a 158-52 vote in the month of November. Also reported by The Signal, $575 million in global health uh, section allocated for family planning reproductive health, including in areas where population growth threatens biodiversity or endangered species. This uh, section quite literally puts plants before people. They mentioned the press uh, releases from the House and Senate Appropriations Committee and congressional leadership described the omnibus as costing $1.7 trillion. In reality, the legislation would cost at least $1.85 trillion in fiscal year 2023, which began this past October 1st. Uh, once the additional provision, which began, yes, October 1, once the additional provisions attached to the 12 regular appropriation bills are included. Friends, how many lawmakers do you think read those many thousands of pages in the hours that they had to cast their vote? 6,825 pages. That was 4,155 pages of legislation, 2,670 pages of explanatory materials. I don't even think you could count on one hand the legislators that would have read through this. 4,000 some earmarks. Let's see, 1.5 trillion, or rather million, to encourage people to eat outdoors in sunny Pasadena, California. $1.1 million for a solar array in cloudy Kirkland, Washington. $2 million for B360. It's a group that promotes dirt bike culture in Baltimore. Three million for the tiny and remote island of St. George, Alaska for water infrastructure and two point five million for harbor improvements for a total cost of over eighty two thousand dollars per resident. Five hundred thousand dollars for a skate park in Rhode Island, four point eight million for an environmental impact report, just the report on the possible expansion of Chicago's rail transit system, bureaucracy at work. Thirteen million dollars to expand the airport in the tiny city of Abbeville, Alabama. Two point three five million for the uh, Leahy Center in Vermont, named after Senator Patrick Leahy. In an extraordinary example of fiscal irresponsibility, the omnibus bill includes a provision that would waive enforcement of statutory PAYGO this year and next, resulting in $132 billion government spending increase in each of the next two years. The Statutory Pay-As-You-Go Act of 2010, often called PAYGO, is a budget law put into place by President Barack Obama that requires Congress to pay for new deficit spending over time with cuts elsewhere in the budget. But no, we even have to put that on pause for the next couple of years. Friends, our spending is out of control as a nation, and that's going to impact you, your family, your way of life, the raising of your family and in ways that uh, are, are limiting to you. We'll be back in just one minute. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, author and seminar speaker with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, how many different races of men are there? Actually, Chris, the Bible never uses the term race, except when it talks about the human race. Biblically, we all go back to Noah and we all go back to Adam. We're all descended from them and related to all the people of the earth. And you know, this is exactly what genetic studies of the different ethnic groups is showing. Every ethnic group is so genetically similar to the others that it's like we're all from the same family, almost clones. Chris, notice how well this evidence lines up with what the Bible has to say. We don't use scientific evidence to prove the Bible, but we can, by using the evidence, show just how right that Bible is. Aren't you glad we can go back to Genesis and get it right? 
To learn more about creation, get our free DVD called That's a Fact. Call us at 800-628-7640 and mention the promo code FACT. This is Crosstalk on VCY America with the program today, Spending Out of Control. Yes, the rich ruleth over the poor and the borrower's servant to the lender. Proverbs 22, verse 7. We see the absurdity of what's taking place in our nation just last week as as legislators were scurrying in order to have this continuing, well, this omnibus passed in order to fund the nation for the next year. Could have done some kind of stopgap measure for a few weeks until the new Congress is seated. But no, they had to roll in all this pork. They had to award uh, Nancy Pelosi with being able to, to be part of the negotiation of all this. And I'm just outlying some of the, the expenditures and policies that were all part of the discussion, part of the debate and inclusion into this omnibus package. Looking here further at the Daily Signal, the omnibus includes $2.3 million for Biden's Secretary of Education to contact student loan borrowers, borrowers to let them know that they may qualify for cancellation of student loan debt and to encourage borrowers to enroll in a qualifying repayment plan. It gets into another, a number of border-related issues like uh, transferring $800 million to FEMA federal assistance. Uh, $785 million would go for emergency food and shelter to families and, and individuals encountered by the Department of Homeland Security. $4.2 billion in the U.S. Uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement for enforcement, detention, and removal operations, including more transportation of unaccompanied alien minors. Another $11.2 million would be given to ICE to fund or reimburse other federal agencies for costs associated with the care, maintenance, and repatriation of smuggled aliens unlawfully present in the U.S. Let's see, there's $13 million to the Department of Health and Human Services for migrant and seasoned Head Start programs, $29 million to the Justice Department for services and activities provided by the Legal Orientation Program for Illegal Aliens, $97.4 million to the Labor Department for migrant and seasonal farm worker program, program, uh, programs, including $25 million to U.S. Citizens and uh, Citizenship and Immigration Services. Um, my page is long here. Let me just mention this. Uh, the Congressional Budget Office just reported that Social Security will be insolvent by 2033. Are we really rating Social Security in order to fund a woke agenda? They're saying that Social Security will be insolvent by 2033. Yet the massive spending package will allow money to be diverted from the Social Security Trust Fund and then reimbursed by taxpayers to cover union expenses. The omnibus would also uh, direct $2 billion in defense dollars toward so-called clean energy investments. The omnibus spending bill would award the National Institutes of Health a 5.6% increase in funding, bringing the total to a whopping $47.5 billion. Yes, as we were preparing for Christmas, summon travels to family and friends, the House, the Senate, greatly at work with a, folks, how do you even call it a compromise? It really is, in my opinion, a sellout. Western Journal reporting that the FBI being rewarded with even more money and a new headquarters building despite the Bureau's infringements on Americans' rights. GOP Representative Dan Bishop of North Carolina tweeted out $11.33 billion for the FBI, $1.75 billion for the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, $2.63 billion for U.S. attorneys with an emphasis on J-6 prosecutions and domestic terrorism cases. So, friends, what we've seen from J-6 to the FBI to the ATF, it's like you ain't seen nothing yet. Reason.com also pointing out more than 750000 for fire alarm modernization at the Metropolitan Opera authorizes the creation of uh, a Ukrainian independence park. $65 million allotted for Pacific coastal salmon recovery. 
$5 million for studying the impact of culvert roads and bridges on salmon populations, and $65.7 million for international fisheries commissions. Bishop also noted the bill's allotment of $410 million toward border security for <laughs> not the United States, ladies and gentlemen, $410 million toward border security for Jordan, Lebanon, Egypt, Tunisia, and Oman. Even $3 million for bee-friendly highways. The Hill is reporting it also includes reforms to the Electoral Count Act in response to the January 6, 2021 protest. U.S. Capitol clarifying that the vice president does not have the power to overturn the results of a presidential election. One trillion infrastructure investment and job act, the bipartisan Safer Community Act to address gun violence, 280 billion chips and science act to improve U.S. competitiveness with China. Well, folks, the legislation passed early Thursday afternoon after senators raced through a series of amendments, staying seated at their desk to limit each vote to just 10 minutes. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer warned that uh, failing to pass the bill would have risked a freeze of, of federal spending levels, of federal funding levels, well into 2023. That, hold the line. Folks, how many of you have had to freeze your budgets? How many of you have had to, matter not just freeze, but cut back to account for the rise in food costs and transportation costs, the inflation that's going on? And Schumer, it was warning that this that they may have had to freeze federal federal funding levels as to, as to what they had been. He also talked about to go to a continuing resolution, or even worse, worse, a government shutdown would be a huge disservice at any time, and particularly at holiday season, to the American people. He said, "Don't you think, <laughs> friends, it was time to do just that." It was time to expire here near year's end leading up to Christmas that would allow them to have the luxury of putting in all these pet projects and saying, oh, we must pass this legislation. A large group of Senate Republicans ended up voting for the final package bill, but many of them expressed frustration that they had to vote on all the spending bills balled up in one package with only a couple of days to review the 4,155-page package. Then why are you voting for it? The process is a complete disaster, said retiring Senator Pat Toomey, who voted against the legislation. House Republican Kevin McCarthy met with Senate Republicans Wednesday, asked them to work with House Republicans more closely next year to avoid another scramble to pass a massive omnibus spending bill before Christmas next year. Oh, we'll do that this year, but uh, but Senate Republicans, you need to work closer with this next year. Western Journal reporting that the Democrat-led Congress giving a parting gift to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi as her long tenure as a party's leader in the lower chamber comes to an end. The 2023 omnibus spending bill contains a provision that renames a federal building in California after her. The provision that renames the San Francisco federal building the Speaker Nancy Pelosi federal building, tucked 610 pages deep into this $1.7 trillion omnibus bill which clocks in at a whopping 4,155 pages in total. So the senators that voted yay on this package, Roy Blunt of Missouri, John Boozman of Arkansas, Shirley Moore Capito of West Virginia, Susan Collins of Maine, John Cornyn of uh, Texas, Tom Cotton of Arkansas, Lindsey Graham, South Carolina, Jim Inhofe of Oklahoma, Mitch McConnell, Kentucky, Jerry Moran of Kansas, Lisa Murkowski, Alaska, Rob Portman, Ohio, Mitt Romney, Utah, Mike Round, South Dakota, Richard Shelby, Alabama, John Thune, South Dakota, Roger Wicker of Mississippi, Todd Young of Indiana. Three other Republicans didn't even bother to show up to vote, including John Barrasso of Wyoming, Richard Burr of North Carolina, Kevin Kramer of North Carolina, reports the Western Journal. But friends, we understand that four Republicans who had previously voted to advance the bill then switched their bills, their votes to to uh, oppose it. The, so these were the ones that had voted early on to let this thing go forward. That included Tommy Tuberville of Alabama, Marco Rubio of Florida, Chuck Grassley of Iowa, and Cindy Hyde-Smith of Mississippi. Mitch McConnell says he is proud of this bill. Let me just play for you what he had to say in follow-up. 
so admittedly, I'm pretty proud of the fact that with a Democratic president, a Democratic House, and a Democratic Senate, we were able to achieve, through this omnibus spending bill, essentially all of our priorities. <laughs> Did you hear that? We were able to achieve almost all of our priorities. He made those comments in a, com- in a press conference afterwards, making a statement to the, to the press. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, he was on, uh, what was it, uh, Fox Business. And uh, here's what he had to say on the issue. I, I think you pretty well laid it out, Larry. This is disgusting. This is business as usual. This is why we're $31.2 trillion in debt with no end in sight. Um, we don't have enough time to, to even begin to discover all the bad things in this bill. Uh, when you're spending $1.7 trillion, I'm sure there's worthy spending in there. You know, we, you know, one of the things that the Republicans are crowing about is we broke parity of increasing defense spending where you don't have to increase the domestic spending by the same amount. Uh, but I would point out, because of the inflation that all this deficit spending has caused, the $858 billion of defense spending is only worth about $750 billion in pre-Biden administration uh, value. Uh, that's how much inflation has degraded the value of the dollar in less than two years. And for, you know, for Republicans to go around saying this is a big win, the analogy I'm using, it's like your football team, you're, you're losing 60 to zero. And in the last few seconds, you kick a field goal and you call that a big win. No, it's, it's an enormous loss. I'm disgusted by this, as are you. That was Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin as he was speaking, speaking on Fox Business and uh, not calling this a big win by any means. McConnell claimed that the omnibus, despite having to meet approval of Democrats, achieved essentially, quote, all of our priorities. And, and again, just a few more things, $4.1 million in various career programs for one of the richest counties in the U.S., Fairfax. Last year's administrative expenses for the Vax Injury Trust Fund, $13.2 million. Now it's $15.2 million. Some are looking, that's a 15% increase. Are they anticipating a 15% increase in vaccine injuries? It also authorizes sums as may be necessary for vaccine injury and death claims. And then also $535 million for the Corporation for Public Broadcasting that indirectly funds NPR via the grants that come down through them. Reports, LifeSiteNews.com. Friends, we have our spending out of control here as a nation and trying to do a victory lap, a victory lap right before Christmas saying how wonderful this is. Who are they fooling? Who are they fooling? Well, the press is picking up on those comments and and, and just uh, uh, giving all the accolades to to this package. No wonder. Look at all these social agendas, the woke agenda that's being promoted through the omnibus. But friends, it's not only the omnibus. It's what we're doing every day of the year. And when we come back from the break, I'm just going to share briefly from Senator Rand Paul as he has outlined some of the wasteful spending by our U.S. government in 2022. We'll be back in just a moment, and we'll also be giving you opportunity to call in here momentarily as well. So stay with us. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. The one book that's been credited as one of the major catalysts for the modern creationist movement is The Genesis Flood, authored by Dr. John Whitcomb and Dr. Henry Morris. More than 60 years ago, these two men joined together to write a controversial book that sparked dialogue and debate on Darwin, Jesus, science, the Bible, evolution, creation, and gave birth to the modern creation science movement. While skeptics cast doubt upon the authenticity of a universal flood, the Genesis flood places before the reader the theological and scientific basis for a literal acceptance of the biblical account. Replete with empirical data, this book provides illustrations, charts, diagrams, and sound documentation that harmonizes science with biblical truth. 
The Genesis Flood is available for a donation of $20 or more to VCY America. Call 1-800-729-9829. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America, and uh, as we're talking about spending out of control here as a nation, I'm just, again, mindful of Proverbs 22.7, the rich ruleth over the poor and the borrower servant to the lender, where we are seeing our, our, you know, the, the, the number of nations that are holding the debt to the United States. And as we talked about the omnibus that was just passed last week, and senators racing to pat each other on the back, for the most part, not all, but racing to pat each other on the back and and having all of these great, wonderful things and our agenda was accomplished. What is their agenda? And Senator Rand Paul also just put out here this week, uh, yesterday, a report, or I should say a story was printed yesterday on a report that he put out just recently, uh, last week, I believe it was, on $482.3 billion in wasteful government spending in 2022. $482, that's nearly half a trillion dollars. It's called the Festivus Report 2022. And he talks about even how COVID relief funds were used, like $140 million in COVID relief funds to construct an 11,000-square-foot spa, Broward County, Florida. $31.5 $31.5 million in COVID relief funds to purchase luxury cars. Uh, $1.6 million to COVID relief funds to upgrade turf fields. You see, COVID relief funds were to be used to help schools recover from the pandemic, but there were a few restrictions on how the money had to be spent. But 20% had to be used to help students recover from learning loss. But wow, that 80% wide open there. Let's put in a turf field. Whitewater Unified School District in Wisconsin received nearly $2 million in COVID-19 relief funds and only used the minimum 20% on the students. There was $168 million to help illegal immigrants avoid deportation. Representative Paul, Senator Paul also points out $3 million was used to construct a Gandhi Museum. $3 million to watch hamsters fight on steroids. Since 1996, the National Institutes of Health has annually awarded Northeastern University over $3 million to watch steroid-injected hamsters fight to study whether current drugs for aggressive youth suppress steroid-induced aggression, reads the report. Also, $1.1 million to train mice to binge drink alcohol. $2.5 $2.5 million Super Bowl commercials telling you to fill out the census. Injecting six-month-old beagle puppies with cocaine, $2.3 million. Expending the Washington, D.C. streetcar that's really used and unreliable, $175 million. Redeveloping the United States hard cider market, nearly half a million dollars. A radio campaign telling drivers to stop at railroad crossings, $200,000. On and on the list goes. Wasteful government spending. I'd like to hear what you have to say on this issue today. Our phone number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. Oh, there was lots of maneuvering that was going on. A lot of... uh, uh, of, uh, you know, quick stopping certain amendments that was going to put some sanity back into this. Can't have that at all. And yet, as I mentioned, I mean, the likes of Senator Mitch McConnell, uh, McConnell just, you know, so thankful for all that they were able to get accomplished in this this uh, omnibus bill. I mean, it's outrageous what he had stated in that regard to get all their priorities. And when you see what was passed in this, it's pretty alarming. I would like to uh, just air that clip for you one more time. So admittedly, I'm pretty proud of the fact that with a Democratic president, a Democratic House, and a Democratic Senate, we were able to achieve, through this omnibus spending bill, essentially all of our 
priorities. Let's hear what you have to say. Our number, 800-733-9829. Ed in Oregon, you're on the year. Yes, this is the 28th of uh, the month, and as I read through the new new translation, uh, verse 2 of of, uh, Proverbs 28, when there is moral rot within the nation, its government topples easily. Hmm. But with wise and knowledgeable leaders, there is stability. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Yeah, thank you for sharing that here today. Um, and let me thank you. We're going to move on here to uh, Mike in Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. You're on the air. Hi, I've got a question for you. Um, I'm retired. I'm 66. Uh, I'm a veteran, and I'm considered disabled, even though I don't look it. Uh, my income right now is Social Security retirement. You mentioned a few minutes ago Social Security is set to run out of money in 10 years. That scares me to death. I'm a super devout Christian. I pray every day. I don't know what to make of this. Are senior citizens 10 years from now going to be tossed aside? I mean, how do I deal with this well, without no, worrying to death? Well, number one, we don't worry. I mean, we cast all our care upon God because uh, he cares for us. So our hope is not in government, Mike. Our hope is in the Lord. So we trust in him. And uh, certainly he is going to see that that need is is met for us. We see a government that's making very wrong decisions in all of this, but uh, we need to keep our trust in the Lord. So that's f- first and foremost. We, we need to constantly be in contact, though, with our legislators. Um, and those that are putting, you know, that are putting their vote behind things like this, we have to question their ability to represent us and to do what's in our, in our best interest, the, in the interest of, of their people back home. Uh, so staying in touch with, with your legislators, uh, some of them, uh, no doubt, are getting big payoffs uh, to their campaign funds by voting for things. And we need men and women of integrity. And it really reminds me that that we need to be praying for that here as a nation and be putting into office those who are filled with integrity. Uh, and uh, I, I also believe we're seeing God's judgment upon a nation that has just thumbed their nose at him as well. I got another question for you. Are any of our legislators or Congress people, whoever who passed this, are any of them required to read all four thousand pages? I don't see any requirement for them to do that, and they can't. It's impossible—an impossible feat when you've got just a couple of days and you've got four thousand pages in the bill plus a couple thousand pages of of explanation. There, there's no way they can read and comprehend what it is that they're reading. It's kind of like the the uh, uh, Obamacare. Nancy Pelosi said, let's pass it and then we'll find out what's in it, because they draft all kinds of policies after it's drafted to to put into place, you know, their agenda, really. Thank you for the call. I've got to move on. Uh, Howard in Rochester, Minnesota, you're on the air. Hello. Thank you for t- taking my call. Uh, this is just, unfortunately, this is just another example of what I call the uniparty. Uh, the Republicans and the Democrats like to, to uh, every two years or four years, throw up candidates and tell us that, oh, we're different, we're going to change it. Really, it's not. I mean, those people are are pathological liars, and I don't think there's a bit of difference between the Republicans and the Democrats. I think that they will lie to our face just to be able to do things like this and hope that in the future, two years from now or four years, that we're going to forget about it. And unfortunately, uh, what this uh, that's my, 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 my statement. And in response to this gentleman that said that he was on Social Security and that he, should he worry about it, obviously not as Christians, we shouldn't worry. But the important thing is to remember the $31 trillion were in debt. All the debt from Medicare, Medicaid, and Medicare, that is off, off books. Right. That is another $10 trillion. So in reality, this nation right now today as I speak is $41 trillion. And it's because they're able to do off-book, off-balance sheet accounting. Now, if you or I did this with the IRS, we'd go to jail. Right. But because they're politicians, they get away with it every, every year they pass budgets. Yeah. Howard, thanks for the comments. There are those who are standing up, but, uh, but they're getting fewer and fewer. Thank you. Jose in Milwaukee, you're on the air. Yeah, I mean... I was wondering, listening to all the comments and everything, I mean, what's it going to take? What's the, uh, the, the limit that the people are going to take uh, from this to, you know, 
why they keep voting for the same people in yeah. office. I mean, it's what's the, the the turning point? I mean, it's it's ridiculous that, like they say, that every time they promise something and when they're in the office, I mean, everything changes. I mean, I, I, I'm wondering how much money are they going to put in their pockets with this money that they passed. Yeah, it, it, what's uh, troubling, of course, is that uh, there's a lot of things that happen under the table as far as promises for contributions to campaign funds and and certainly for positions of, of, of authority uh, uh, within whether it's chairing committees or key posts that are being held there uh, that uh, that some are swayed by that. And uh, sadly, it's to the detriment of the nation we certainly need more people who are statesmen. Uh, to stand up as what we saw of of of, of old here as members of of Congress and uh, not career politicians. Well, I wonder if it's the best thing to do is to get rid of uh, the rhinos that we have in in Washington is to make a third party, a party that's just a party that speaks truth, a party that is backed up by God. Because um, I mean, it's it's hard to you know. A lot of people put trust in man, but the main thing is we got to put trust in God. Yeah, thank you, Jose. Richard is next, Washington State. You're on the air. Thank you, Jim, for taking my call. Uh, I'm, I want to tell you what's in Federalist Number 45. The powers delegated by the proposed Constitution to the federal government are few and defined. Yeah. And that statement is backed up by the Tenth Amendment. And how many of your listeners know that? and will confront their representative with that information. They've taken an oath of office to uphold and defend the Constitution, and five minutes later they're violating their oath of office. Pretty sad. Thank you, Richard. Let's go to John in Lubbock, Texas. You're on the air. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, in regard to the last caller, Jose, I agree completely with what he said. In regard to Mitch McConnell having the gall to say that the priorities have been reached from this omnibus bill is abhorrent. It is reprehensible because, first of all, I don't think that the United States should continue to fund Ukraine's war. The only thing that's coming out of this in terms of benefit is for hiding the Biden crime family corruption. And it has just gotten to the point of where they feel like they can just spend any amount they want, do whatever they want, and left unresponsible or not responsible for the acts of treason they are committing against this country. And it has gotten to the point where I believe that we, the people, have to stick together to get these people out of office. We have to demand, not request, but demand term limits. These career politicians are just amplifying the degrading of our country, of our culture, of our children. I mean, everything is under attack. And though I know that this is what's been written in God's Word, it is so sickening to watch this every single day take place with no repercussion for the elites except to make more money and, and enlarge their bank accounts. Yeah, thank you for the comments. Sadly, the American people have short memories, and how many will remember this even when the next election rolls around? I'm up against a break. We'll take the break and come back to more of your calls. This is Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY American Network. Our topic today, spending out of control. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. I was recently interviewing my longtime friend, Dr. Erwin Lutzer, and I was quoting to him his own words from his own book, Hitler's Cross. In this book, Dr. Lutzer documents historically how the head of the SS, Himmler, wanted his troops to be involved in, well, incredible debauchery and crimes and cruelty so that he could accomplish a couple things. One was to sever their conscience. Another was to make them break away from their old values and that of their faith and their family, and to alienate them from their family and friends so they would now bond with this new group of people that had also carried out these horrific acts. 
My friends, how is that any less the psychological op going on with our children today where we sexualize children in our schools with, well, stuff we couldn't even read on the air to encourage them to be involved in behavior that will accomplish the same thing as Himmler thought to do with his SS troops? You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America, our number 800-733-9829. We're going back back to the phone lines here today. We've got Sam in Ashland, Kentucky. Hi, Sam. You're on the air. Hello, Jim. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you for taking my call. God bless what you're trying to do. But, Jim, I don't see. Back when the, the, the budget was set, back when the budget was $17 trillion. I did not see any way out of that, you know, without cutting defense in half and cutting all the pork out. And these guys are not going to do it. There's only a few that would do it. But um, the, the only one that's going to be able to save us and to take care of this is Jesus Christ return. There's there's no, no other answer. And God says, I will uh, repay. So I, I certainly hope that uh, these politicians get what they have coming. And, and you know, I'm right here in Kentucky, and I've got one of the worst ones there. So, hmm. but, but anyway, I don't see how anything can, can fix us. Nothing that man can do. It's got to be Jesus, and he has to return to do it. And he is. He's coming pretty quick. So, Thank you, Sam. Appreciate your call. Yes. You know, again, I'm reminded, Proverbs 29, 2, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. When the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. We've got uh, Marcy next in Duluth, Minnesota. Hi, Marcy. You're on the air. Good morning. Or is it afternoon? Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, I want to thank you and your station, because we wouldn't get this kind of information virtually anyplace else. So I pray that God will watch over you and your ministry, uh, especially in these days that are, are ahead of us. But one fellow that talked about the uh, Ukraine situation, I knew that from the start. They're covering up for uh, Biden and his family and the corruption through Ukraine. But the other fellow that just was on there, yeah, the only thing we have hope in is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But none of us can sit without doing something. One thing is to go out there and bring people to Christ Mm. that are going to go to hell because they don't know him. And that is why we're in this mess. God has allowed this to happen, even to the Christians, because, and I'm guilty of this, not going out there and reaching out to those who are lost. So this persecution and problem, it happened. I'm in Judges right now in the books. And it happened because people forgot who God was. Well, yeah. they weren't. They haven't been allowed to have the mention of uh, the Bible in school since, well, before I graduated. It started in '62, I believe. So, you know, American Christians have allowed all of this to be erased from our society, and they've never been there to stop it by standing up and saying something. So we can all look at ourselves and say, what can I do for my neighbor's sake? Because now we're in the mess that Old yeah. Testament people were in when they forgot who God was. Thank you, Marcy. Indeed, with eternity's values in view. Thank you for the call. Uh, Bowden is next in Maricopa, Arizona. You're on the air, Bowden. Hello. Um, thank you. Uh, I wanted to um, mention a scripture in Second Thessalonians you probably read, uh, where Apostle Paul talks, in the latter days they will believe lies. Hmm refuse to turn away from their inequities and live a delusional state. And that seems like the times we're living in now. I don't know. I kind of paraphrased it. I don't know if he was talking about the latter days or the times that Thessalonians were living in. Mm -hmm. But uh, I wanted to mention the Budapest Memorandum from 1991 about made with Ukraine. Are you familiar with that? Uh, Not offhand, no. That's uh, where, you know, they... Uh, Ukraine was pressured to give up its nukes. They were like the second or third largest stockpile of nuclear weapons. And they were promised that, hey, if you give up your nukes, we got your back. Well, it looks like some people call in because there is corruption, I'm sure, with this huge amount of money. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I want to quote also uh, 
Martin Luther King from Birmingham jail. He, had, he wrote an interesting letter, and he said, Injustice anywhere is a threat to, to justice everywhere. And there's a lot of injustice going on in Ukraine, war crimes. And this guy, Putin, I don't blame the Russian people, but, you know, good people believe lies, propaganda. But uh, he's been a war criminal for a long time. He Bo- needs to be held accountable. Bowden, and NATO, I- NATO needs to step up. Oh, Trump was right about NATO. They need to spend more of their GNP, and they're living delusional. Would you agree? That- but Bowen, thank you. I, I'm going to run on because uh, we've got a number of calls lined up and just two minutes left in the program here. But, yeah, m- much trouble in, in many different circles. Thanks for raising that issue. Merlin, Tennessee, you're on the air. Yeah, Jim. They know the government needs to be driven into bankruptcy along with the middle class in America in order to bring about the Great Reset. They've got to get us to the point where we're desperate, and then most people will be willing to go along with the reset. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Yeah, to have a great reset, you need a great collapse, don't you? Uh, David in Santa Fe, New Mexico, you're on the air. Hey, Jim. Uh, yes, I just agree You know, with the last caller. I mean, this house of cards is going to come down. And we got, as believers, just braced for impact coming in 2023. We're going to be in the front row of history, biblical history. Hmm. Thank you for your comments here. And uh, James in Kentucky, you're on the air. Uh, yeah, Jim. Uh, this is uh, another thing that uh, I agree with everything that everybody has said. But, you know, as Christians, we have to stand up and stand together no matter what our skin color, no matter what our denomination. We have got to start getting together. Until we come together, we're never going to get this fixed. That's all I've got to say. Thank you Love so much. Love your show. Thanks for listening and for your call here today as well. Well, friends, uh, troubling times in which we live, are they not? And uh, again, our focus uh, is needs to be on the Lord. And uh, we so hearken back to Second Chronicles seven fourteen: "If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and heal their land." Friends, isn't that what we need today, is a healing to take place in this land? It all begins, certainly, with keeping our eyes fastened on on God and uh, certainly turning from our wicked ways. And as Marcy said here today, we need to advance the gospel, share the truth, the good news with others that Jesus saves. We just uh, celebrated Christmas time, and that's uh, what Scripture tells us, that the Father sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. Some of these things that are happening today are so temporal And uh, friends, we need to keep our eyes focused on eternity by being salt, by being light, sharing and communicating the good news with others. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.